Let's jump right in. Uh, we're starting a series this morning uh, that's, that's technically a mini-series. We'll be in for the next two weeks called You and the New Year. And we'll spend these next two weeks talking about how to position our lives uh, in the weeks and the months to come for the coming year uh, to live fully in the life that God has called us and beckoned us to live in. Uh, and so this morning, we're going to title this message, Rhythms of Love. Not Rhythms of Love, but Rhythms of Love. And uh, as we often do, let's pause and let's open up our hearts to the Lord this morning. Some of you blazed in here at 200 miles an hour, and you're just trying to get coffee in your system. But right now, let's just pause. And instead of just going and sprinting through this thing, let's recognize that the Holy Spirit is here among us and that we are loved and that we are his. So let's be still and open up our hearts to the Lord for a second. Good and faithful and true God. We give you the first word this morning. Before we come and before we drink deep of your word and before we hear um, what your scriptures have to say to us, we just say, Come, Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. We realize and remind ourselves of the reality this morning that we don't have to conjure up feelings of being close to you, nor do we have to treat you as some deity in the sky where we do A, B, C, and D and pull you down into our lives, but you are already imminently and profoundly close in the specificity of our lives. So we yoke ourselves into that reality this morning. We say thank you for your presence. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing us. And thank you for loving us when we were still dead in our sins. And this morning, we come to your word not wanting to have our ears tickled, not wanting just to scratch the itch of curiosity, but God, we long to hear the truths of your word so that we may do them and find you in a newer way in our lives and step more into the identity that you've called us to as the people of God. So, Lord of life, we pray that you would be so imminently present and close and profoundly near to us this morning, and that our hearts would bear witness to the fact that you are, in fact, journeying among us. And we pray that as we feast on your scriptures and your word and drink deep of your love, we ask that you would teach us and that we would commit ourselves to do everything we hear this morning. And may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. And we pray these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the people of God said, amen and amen. Um, well, how many of you, real quick, roll call, stayed up this time last week uh, to see the ball drop or to roll in midnight or something? Let me see a show of hands. How many of you night owls in the house? Lots of you. Dang. 
How many of you were shamelessly in bed by 10 p.m.? Oh, glory. Praise be to God. Yes, JC and I were, and we will own it. You know, when you got kids, ain't nobody got time to stay up at midnight, even if it is New Year's Eve. Come on. Uh, But we were in bed by 10, and you know, there's something... Uh, about this time of year that is just, there's a buzz in the air. There's an excitement. The new year comes, new possibilities. And Pastor Glenn, last week, if you guys were at Sunday morning service, he, he said that in, in so many ways, we all feel like superheroes, don't we? Like blazing into the new year, we feel like, yeah, man, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to get ripped, and I'm going to do that, and nah, nah, nah. we have all these things that we're going to do, and we feel like we can do it. We feel like we can charge the hill. We feel like we can make all of these things happen in our lives, because with the new year comes new possibilities. And this morning and uh, next week as well, as we're kind of still in this New Year's mentality, and as many of us are looking ahead to this year and are setting goals and are looking at how to improve ourselves and uh, become better versions of ourselves, I want to talk about something uh, this week and next that goes beyond just goal setting. Uh, it goes beyond making a list and achieving that list or falling flat on your face and then hoping for next year. But it, it, it's, it's something that I want to give attention to that we are called as the people of God to cultivate in our lives. And as we cultivate them, we become more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we become uh, deeper into this relationship that he's called us to. And these things that we are called to cultivate are rhythms. Everybody say rhythms. And, uh, you know, goals are great, and I'm all about goals, but I think too often goals can be rooted in a sense of not enoughness. Uh, I think goals can be rooted in the feeling of insufficiency. I'm uh, too, or I'm not strong enough, so I'll get a gym membership and work out more. Um, I'm really disconnected from relationships, and so I'll make more time and space in my schedule this year to hang out with relationships. It's, it's not enoughness. And I'm not saying that's necessarily innately wrong or innately bad, because I think we all should strive to be better persons and better versions of ourselves. But there comes a time in our walk with the Lord where we have to just settle in our hearts and yoke ourselves into the reality that success or failure in our goals, we are already loved. And our place as the beloved is secure. And that we can set these, these high list of goals and say, I'm going to do this for this year, and I'm going I'm to get married, and I'm going to buy a house, and I'm going to do all of this stuff, and I'm going to get swell out of my mind and gain 30 pounds of pure muscle. Here we go. Um, which is one of mine, I got to say. No, I'm just kidding. I want to be like Sam Epperson, my brother-in-law. I mean, I, I got to be able to fight my brother-in-law, right? I mean, if things go so, Okay, there's something in the coffee here. But we got to come to a point in our relationship with the Lord where we just are rooted and grounded in the reality that we are loved and we are accepted regardless as if if we fall flat on our face with our goals or if we succeed and truly become better versions of ourselves. Our belovedness is secure. And rhythms, establishing healthy rhythms and sacred rhythms in our lives help us kind of yoke into this reality. They help us live consistently in this place where we are postured as, as a, the entirety of our lifestyle uh, in the love of the Father. And when we feast on the scriptures every day and we make that a rhythm where either every morning or every night or both, 
We're, we're gazing at God's word and we're feasting on his truths for our lives. We remain in the love of the Father and we're, we're well aware. We have this awareness. Yes, I'm loved. I'm accepted. When we fast, maybe every month, every two months, a couple times a year, however frequent it is, we, we yoke back into that reality. Man, the love of the Father is profound, and it is for me, and I am loved, and I am accepted. And so instead of goals that exist primarily for uh, kind of self-improvement, rhythms are disciplines or practices that we build into our lives that position us to just live in constant communion with the Father and for us to live forever in his love. And personally, I kind of love the language of rhythms because um, I've been leading worship for about 10 years now. How many musicians we got in the house? Okay, I'm going to trust that the other 80% of musicians are introverts and you dare not raise your hand, let alone make a noise. But I've been leading worship for about 10 years. And, um, you know, this idea of rhythms and this language of rhythms, when a band needs to play together and to be tight and to be in line and to play successfully, they have to play in what? Rhythm, right? And in order to do so, there's a little thing we call a metronome. Um, and I'm, some of you feel like, bro, I've been playing music for like five years, and I'm talk, you're talking to me like I'm in kindergarten. Just bear with me. There's this thing called a metronome that, that's this little annoying noise in your ear. Ding, 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 ding. And you kind of get used to it, right, if you listen to it over and over again. But the rhythm, right, is to the metronome, and it's just going. And as a band, you're kind of dialing into that thing. So the drum's like, right? And the electric guitar player, I hope nobody plays that guitar if ever. And the bassist is going off, and the singer, and, and it's all kind of revolves around this metronome. And the metronome with the band is the thing that's steady, and it's the thing that's consistent, and it's the beat that just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And you can trust that the metronome is the thing that's never going to jump the beat, and it's never going to get you off time. But if you play in time with the metronome, you're going to be synced up. You're going to be in rhythm, and you're going to play the way that you need to play in order to be a successful musician. And I like this language of rhythms because I think this is a fitting metaphor and verbiage for our life of faith because God in some ways is kind of like our metronome where his love for us is consistent and it's stable and it's steady and it never, ever, ever changes. It never jumps the beat. It never gets off uh, in its own nature, but it's just stable, and it's consistent, and it is there, and it is reliable and trustworthy. And our lives then are the music. In our lives, we're beckoned to build uh, these rhythms in place to where we keep time with the rhythm of love that the Father has for us. And we have one or two options. Uh, one, we can either totally play off the metronome and we can live completely isolated from the love of God and we can do what we want to do and we can live in disobedience and we can live whatever lifestyle we feel like we want to live. Um, and we're out of sync, but that doesn't change the metronome. It doesn't change the love of God. The love of God is still consistent. It's still for us. It's still on the table. Or we can choose to posture ourselves and the entirety of our lives in such a way where we are synced up to that love of God, where every day we come back and we lock eyes with him once again. I will be satisfied as with fat and rich foods when I think of you. 
Oh, your love for me is endless, Father. I look to you and we sink ourselves up every day to the steady and trustworthy and durable love of the Father. This is what rhythms do. And so these sacred rhythms we set up in our lives, uh, reading scripture, practicing silence and solitude, giving generously, uh, whatever the spiritual discipline, you name it. It's a way of us sinking into that rhythm of love that the Father has for us. Are you with me? Jesus actually commands us to do this in John 15. This isn't just a nice idea, but it's a command. Because in John 15, 9 through 10, Jesus says this. He's talking to his disciples and by extension to us today. He says this, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved who? You. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, this is one example that Jesus lists of abiding in his love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So you see this picture, the Father loving Jesus, and with that same love, Jesus loving us, his people. I love the way Eugene Peterson says it in the message translation. He says this, I've loved you the way my father has loved me. Check this out. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commandments, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done kept my father's commands, and made myself at home in his love. Oh, I love that language. Because far from just, oh yeah, I'm, I'm loved by God, woohoo, yeah, I think I love God, I'm trying, I'm working on it, I'm getting there. It's make yourselves at home in the love of the Father. And I love that language from Peterson, because uh, the big idea I want to suggest this morning is that the sacred rhythms of our lives serve as mechanisms for homecoming. Where we partake in a rhythm or a spiritual discipline that we've established in our lives and we come home to the love of the Father. We open up the scriptures and we can breathe deeply and rest easy because we are home with the love of the Father. We sit and, and do this, and we're with the body, and we're with one another, and we're, we're feasting on God's love together, and we're here in the presence of God. As the people of God, we are at home oh, in the love of the Father. Even we're giving generously, and we're extending acts of service, or we're, we're praying, or whatever we're doing. When we partake in these spiritual disciplines, and we implement these rhythms in our lives, it's a consistent way for us to come back into the front door and say, I'm home. Okay. You ever live in a house that's more than just a house? It's, it's that home, that space in the heart. Some of you left for Christmas break and you went home. And home for some of you is just that it's home. You come home and you open the door. You take one step in and it's, oh, you smell mama's cookies, bacon in the oven. You got your little 10-year-old niece running around. Oh, yes, I am home. This is good. All is as it should be. Home is a place of security. Home's a place of life. Home's a place of shelter. Home's a place where you can step in and you don't have to have this facade of, oh, yeah, you know, I made this much money this year, or yeah, I landed this degree this year, or, yeah, now I'm dating this person. But you just come and I'm Josh. I'm Sam. I'm Katie. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm me. I'm home right now. There's something secure. There's something durable. There's something sweet about homecoming. Well, these sacred rhythms that we implement and we place into our lives, 
and keep us something that we keep coming back to, it ensures that we're consistently at home in love with the Father. And it's a place where we can be secure and we can be confident and we can just rest in our belovedness. And yeah, we're still going to be working, obviously. Yes, we're still going to have some stuff to do. Yes, we're still going to be ambitious and, and try and charge the hill on some areas of our lives. But more than that, home is the place where we come. And we say, all of that, okay, let's put that on the shelf. Because that's secondary anyway. Whew. Here I am. I'm loved. I'm accepted. Um, and if there's one thing that Jesus was all about in his ministry. It was about inviting people into the love of the Father. It was about him beckoning uh, the cr- all creation to come live at home. There's a place for you. There's a home for you that's more than what you've made it. It's more than your idolatry. It's more than your sin. It's more than the ambitions that you've set up in your lives, but there is something that you were created for and created through, and it is the love of the Father. And this is the love that we've been invited into And we can confidently call this love home because this is a love that kind of extends beyond us. It's a love that based on what we do, this love has been existent from eternity past to eternity future. And here's what it is. It's the father looking at the son and it's saying, Jesus, in you, you are my son. In you, I am well pleased. And it's the son looking to the father and saying, all that I am is yours. To you be brought glory and honor and power and praise forever and ever. And it's the Holy Spirit who's the lasso of love, who's knitting their hearts together in in Trinitarian communion. And it's this three in one triune God that we serve who is self-sufficiently, absolutely enthralled with one another in communion love. And through that love, we were made. And for that love, we were made. It was out of the love of this triune God that he, uh, that the Father breathed life into our lungs and we awoke in our first breath and we lived here in this creation. And it was for this love that we were made to live in unbroken communion with him. You know, the declaration of the church for centuries has been, uh, what is the sole purpose of humanity? Why do we exist here on earth? And it's to serve God and to enjoy him forever. To live in this love of God for eternity past to eternity future. This love that existed in the Trinity now is extended into us. And we are brought in, as Richard Rohr says, to this divine dance Oh, where we just, we live at home in this love, for by it we were created, and for it we were created. And so this morning, we're going to kind of cut this short a little bit, because these rhythms in our lives are so important to implement. And these practices, these disciplines, uh, putting them in place in our lives to ensure that we are constantly living at home, and we're constantly uh, leaving the faraway land as the prodigal did, and returning to the house of the Father. They're so important that I want to take some time at our tables and have some extended time of discussion. We have some questions up here uh, that we'll kick in just a second, but I just want us to really chew on this, to think through these rhythms that we can implement into our lives. But before we jump into that, what does living at home with the Father look like for you this year? What does abiding in the love of God look like? Is it tightening up on your disciplines in Scripture? Making that more of a staple in your day where every morning you wake up, 5.30, 6, 7, however early, and you just lock eyes with your father. 
Is it uh, practicing more silence and solitude? Some of you are so hurried and you are so rushed and you think that, that the, the Christian life is so about doing, 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 doing. Maybe try some solitude every once in a while, some pause, some making space. Because we see that throughout the centuries, you know, the, the church and the people of God have always kind of jarred themselves into, wow, okay, there's more than just the doing. There is the belovedness and there's the being. Is it silence and solitude? Is it giving? Is it acts of service? What is it? What are these rhythms that you can build into your life to constantly and consistently make yourself at home with the Father so that it's not a couple minutes in the morning and then every single Sunday, but it's this flow of you step in the front door and you're home. And then, okay, yeah, you go and you go to school or you go to class, you participate in that relationship, but then you come back throughout the day and you step back in and, okay, this is what it's about. Then you go back, and then you start working, and you're working on that final or that paper or that project, but then you stop, and you, you pause, and you remember the Lord, and you take a step in the front door of home. Yes, okay. All is as it should be. What are these rhythms you can build into your lives to make yourself at home with the Lord? Um, whatever it is, the invitation from the Lord this morning, this week, next week, throughout this year, is to make yourself at home in the love of the Father, to abide, to live in such a way where you don't compartmentalize Jesus or your relationship with God. Yeah, that's for Sundays. Um, That's for maybe every morning if I'm, you know, in a good rhythm and a good flow of life. And if I'm really holy, that's for first Wednesdays. And I set aside one Wednesday a month. But it's every, it's this flow where every day you just come back to the rhythm of God's grace. You remember the Lord. You make space to read scriptures throughout the day, pray, whatever it looks like. Um, This is the invitation. This is the call to live as the people of God because it was for this love that we were created and out of this love that we were created. So let's quiet our hearts before we start processing all of this and thinking what we do with the message like this, very practical, how, how do we build this into our lives? Let's just, why don't you ask the Lord, Lord, Open my eyes. See if there is any unclean way in me, is what David said, and lead me in the way everlasting. Is there anything in you that's divided devotion? Is there anything you've been participating in? Is there anything, maybe, maybe even negligently, accidentally, that you've just been preoccupied or, or overly busy Is there any area of your life that you're divided? That you've refused to walk through the front door of home? That you're off in the distant country as the prodigal trying to work for affection or work for the love of the Father, but come home. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you that success or failure, we are yours. We thank you that you have made such extraordinary things happen in our lives and went to the greatest lengths possible to yoke us into communion of this triune God. And we just say thank you. And we're imperfect and we're fallen and we're fractured in our souls. Yet we come to you, our Lord of life. And we recognize that your love is the reason that we were created and the source of where we were created. And so God, let us return home. 
And as we talk at our tables and as we discuss these ideas and as we nuance this and figure out how this fits practically into our lives, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would give us wisdom, would you give us discernment, and would you speak to us in a profound way at our tables? Um, Let us be people who daily abide in the love of the Father, and we sync up to that rhythm of grace and love and mercy. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. We're going to take the next 20 or so minutes, really get practical with this thing. How does it look for you to sync up to the rhythms of grace and love that the Father has created you for? Uh, Enjoy time at your table, and then we'll wrap this up here in about 20. Much love, and God bless you as you discuss. All right, let's bring it in. At our table, um, you know, we talked about the idea that rhythms are theoretically so easy to implement, but it's so hard at the same time, you know, to like to to build it into your schedule and to commit to it and to not draw self-worth from your rhythm. So this week, let's just, let's experiment together. What would it look like for us to take one and to build it in and to see what God is at work in our lives through it for this next week? Um, If there was something that stood out to you this morning, like, man, I really need to get back to that. That thing would anchor me home, and that would, that would be a good mechanism in which I encounter the Lord more. Do it. That may, in fact, be the Holy Spirit nudging you and inviting you and beckoning you into deeper communion with the Lord through this rhythm. Um, so as we, as we dismiss, let's stand up, and uh, we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together. Got it up on the screen. Feel free to say it by memory if you want, but let's, let's pray this together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen.